What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 75 this week. Oh man, we're getting up there. We apologize about the absence last week. We had to do a little traveling, a little traveling, but we're back at it and we're excited to bring you some entertainment news. Oh man, we got a lot to talk about this week. A lot to talk about. Yeah. Wait, I still can't believe we're just a quarter away, a quarter away from 100. I know, man. It's so close. It's, it's so, so close. close. And you know 100 is going to be a biggie. It is. It's going to be a biggie. Just plan for that right now. Hell yeah. That's going to emphasize the crazy in crazy game. That's all I'm saying. Hell yeah. We're going to be big. We got a lot to talk about this week. Someone was actually cast as Elvis. Uh, There's some mergers being talked about a little bit. And Comic-Con was going on today and yesterday and this weekend so there's a lot of trailers dropping that we're going to yeah, talk about a lot about. of trailers a lot of uh, uh surprise announcements mm-hmm. I, I mean comic-con you know famous for it but exactly. there was a couple that i was like what yeah. but i was happy to see so it's crazy it's crazy well your host for this week are myself jlo fantastic and the one and only mouth what up oh man and you know we got to give a special plug and a special shout out to at Cheesecake Wasted on Instagram, the Sweet Obsession Cheesecakes. Oh my goodness, guys. They have variety of cheesecakes. Thanks for anybody. Honestly, if you're diabetic, they have diabetic-friendly chocolate cheesecakes. They have uh, vegan cheesecakes. They have this new one that they introduced Friday called Sweet, or it's the Lemon Strawberry Dream Cheesecake. Oh, man, it looks so it delicious. It just sounds insanely look, delicious. Look at that. Yeah, looks... that, that, no, no, I don't want to look at it because <laughs> then I'm going to want it. It's crazy. It's super crazy. They also have cupcakes, coffee, all sorts of sweet stuff that will satisfy your taste buds. Man, I cannot wait to go back there. It was honestly one of the best places I've ever gotten any sort of dessert from. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, By far. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get started with some industry news. And we're starting off with Austin Butler. He's the one that got cast as Elvis. So can we say now Elvis is in the building? He's in the building. He has not left the building. Elvis is now (laughs) back in the building. He's back in the building. And I'm excited because he's going to be playing opposite of Tom Hanks, who Tom Hanks is going to play Elvis's crazy manager. It'll be weird, or it'll be interesting to see how they... Uh, depict him because he kind of controlled Elvis's life yeah, a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, a lot of people blame him for Elvis's uh, demise. Mm. So, you know, I, I I guess that's a double edge, though. I mean, he built Elvis, yeah. and then a lot of people say he tore him down. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know? It's super crazy. But it's, it's Tom Hanks, crazy. so it's going to be great. Exactly. I mean, I'm just saying, look, I'm so glad to see Tom Hanks back because mm-hmm. I felt like he was is gone for a little bit, but we yeah. saw Woody come back, and now today we saw them pictures of him as uh, uh, Mr. Rogers yes. for oh my gosh that that's screaming Oscar exactly. and now you see he's gonna be playing Tom Parr I, I mean I feel like Hanks is back exactly exactly now if you're wondering who the hell is Austin Butler he is actually <laughs> having a little bit of a rise right now he is gonna be in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out later this year uh, actually like next month and he was, in the beginning of his career, he was involved with the Hannah Montana, very Disney, very Nickelodeon, but in the later years, you might have seen him on Arrow and Kevin Smith Yoga Hosers. So, I mean, he's making a resurgence now. He's becoming more relevant. And, I mean, that's what it's all about, working your way up. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, clearly, I think I think he had to be able to act yeah, and sing. Exactly. And I, I think I think that, you know, we should say this is uh, Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, 
if for, for anybody who doesn't know, he, he's like hardcore behind musicals. Yeah. Okay. Anything. So you know this guy was like, this guy's got to pull it. Yeah. Plus, seriously. you're Elvis. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get you got to deliver. Exactly. You got to deliver. I mean, it's Elvis. I know. Those I are mean, big shoes to fill, man. Honestly. I mean, seriously. And I mean, to this day, I still think the the one that everybody looks to. It's kind of like Christopher Reeve with Superman. Mm-hmm. It's Kurt Russell. When he did Elvis, I yeah. mean, I don't think anybody's matched that performance yet in that film. Yeah. So this is gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. It really is. It really is. Well, we, we you know, I just want to say he beat out a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I saw so, some biggies: Ansel Egert, Miles Teller, and Harry Styles. Yeah, those those I are mean, some big names. Yeah. Man. Now we know Harry could sing. Yeah. So you know, and we know Ansel and Miles could. Uh, Act. Exactly. So we don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. There's yeah. a lot of pressure on Austin. Yeah, That's all seriously. I'm saying. Seriously. And I mean, Harry. He he's not uh, going anywhere anytime soon. We're we'll talk about that a yeah, little bit yeah, later yeah. in the show. But yeah, a little teaser, a little teaser for the rest. Now let's get into some business parts of it. Uh, we were talking about our last episode about how CBS and Viacom are probably going to merge, and it looks like it's going to happen. Yeah, it broke today. Uh, we did find out earlier in the week that they are scheduled to release their financial numbers on the same day, August 8th. Now we're finding out that that's probably not a coincidence yeah. um, because today we found out that it looks like they've agreed to a deal for $15.4 billion mm. for uh, to allow them to, if you will, um, merge back together. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting to me because the big thing is, is the Redstones have – quoted Star Trek mm-hmm. as the reason right. now that it's finally because they right. they feel like the success with Disney being able to pull in their properties that were once out there to somebody else and, and the stuff that they need this content and they need it to all be back home in order yeah. to compete with Netflix yeah. and Disney and all yeah. that. And that's really that was a strange situation because like Paramount they had control over the movie rights and CBS right. had control over the TV rights which I mean they probably saw from Marvel's Agents of Shield the first couple seasons anyway how those played into the early stages of the cinematic universe right. so I mean they're probably wanting to just to merge it all back together so they could probably play with those plot lines a little bit Absolutely absolutely and I think there might have been some some Issues, licensing issues and oh. stuff, because I know you you know on CBS All Access they're just pumping out Star Trek stuff. Right. But I think that they wanted to do some stuff. Now there's rumors that some of the uh, next generation people are going to show up on Picard. Oh shit. Um, and so there might have been some movie yeah. issues where they might not have been able to use yeah. some stuff. So I mean, this is going to clear it all up. And and we should say that we know why. It's all cleared up because the the one guy that was keeping it from not happening, yeah. <laughs> Les Moonves, yeah. not an issue anymore. Exactly. So, um, and you know the Redstones own the majority of the stock in both companies. Exactly. So it's you know I. I'm good with this. Yeah. I'm good with this. I mean, they were one company before, back in 2005, before they split. Exactly. And I feel like this is the right move. We've talked about this since day one on the podcast, since our very first episode, Mm -hmm. a consolidation of the studios. Yeah. You're going to see four or five major players. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. And and they're going to be fighting. Yep. And I got to tell you, (laughs) the Redstone Institute, everybody has got a long way to go as you can tell, to beat Disney because Disney is just rolling right now. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, it only makes sense because don't the Redstones have part in both companies? Yeah, they they own the majority in both companies. So, I mean, it it, it, seeing that, that just, for me, though, 
And it kind of disgusts me because when you think about Moonves and yeah. all the crap, right. but that's how powerful that man was. Seriously. Because this family owns the majority stock in both companies. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever they want. They exactly. can outvote anybody and do what they want, and yet they felt like they couldn't because, because Moonves yeah. was kind of in control. And and that that's crazy. It is crazy. When you can't make a move even though you have the power to make the move because exactly. you feel like somebody else is able to. I mean, that's nuts. It is super nuts. Super nuts. Well, some more exciting stuff coming out. Uh, Kevin Smith, he's going to do a live read of his never-before-seen produced Clerks 3 script. Now, this is really interesting because he's putting it on for charity, and he's doing it back home, back in New Jersey, and he's going to do it uh, in August, I believe. And it's going to benefit the First Avenue Playhouse, one of the oldest and continuously running theaters in the... Theaters in New Jersey, uh, the Marymount County. Yeah, this is going to be really cool. And and this is kind of like a thank you to the fans. Yeah. Because I, now the fans of, of Clerks, they're well aware of this. But for any of our listeners who might not have known about this, Clerks 3 was actually set to go fully funded. Yeah, everything did to go. And then a couple of the original players just weren't going to come back. Yeah. They weren't going to do it. Wow. And so it all kind of fell apart. Yeah. And it just never moved forward. Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, Kevin's way of saying thank you for all the support right. for all the people. And um, Kevin's been a lot, though. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's uh, one of the things, and we teased it a little bit, but at Comic-Con mm-hmm. is if you saw one of the trailers that we were talking about that was released was Jay and Silent yeah. Bob. And if you look, you got to look quick, but if you look, <laughs> Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are both back. Yeah. And you guys know this has been a long, you know, decade long or or longer feud, I guess. They had a falling out, Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith. Yeah. And apparently how it went down, I, I, I read this today, is that Ben was on a, a talk show and the host asked him a question. He said, so have you been called about the reboot? You, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Smith is, right. or, or is doing a, a Silent J uh, movie, Silent Bob and Jay. And he's like, no, I, ha- I haven't been called, but I'm, I'm available. And so Kevin Smith heard that, yeah. and 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 everybody was on him like, well, call him, yeah. call him, and he's like, nah, I, I can't call him, yeah. I, I can't do it. Yeah. And so he didn't, and then it kind of went by, and, and then everybody was on it, like gracious. like Jason Musa, everybody involved with the project was like, just call him. Yeah. So he does this big old long, you know, Shakespearean text uh, to him, uh, yeah. referring to Hamlet and all this kind of stuff, and and he and he goes, and then he was fearful when he sent his like, I hope he understands what I meant by this. Yeah. I, and and he he says it's a great story. He says Affleck re- responded saying, "Of course you would still refer to yourself as a king, you know." <laughs> yeah. And then he laughed it off, you yeah. know, kind of like they they. And apparently they've made up. They've, they've made amends. They've put it past. And That's I good. think a lot of that has to do with Kevin having the heart attack and just realizing right. life is short. Exactly. We got We can't carry this trash. Exactly. We gotta let you know. I mean, they, those two, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and. Uh, Kevin Smith, they came up in the same like area, New yeah. England area, and they both like promoted each other's projects with Goodwill Hunting yeah. and Clerks. Yeah. So I mean, I, it's good to see this reunion happen because I mean, like we all know, Kevin Smith is more of kind of an indie guy, lower budget type he thing, is. and Matt Damon and. Ben Affleck are like these huge mega movie stars, so it's really awesome to see like them clash back together because I mean, I love their chemistry when they're on screen. So oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and this works out because 
it wouldn't have made sense without Ben Affleck yeah. because remember in in the movie he created Blunt Man and the, the, exactly. the superheroes that this whole movie exactly. is focused on. Yeah. So if you don't have the creator of the superhero, exactly. I mean, you kind of doesn't make sense. Exactly. And so yeah, I, I mean, they're it's bringing just, back everybody. Everybody. Too. <laughs> like, everybody. It's it's gonna be pretty yeah, epic. Yeah. Everybody from like Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back is basically coming back for this movie. I mean, Mark Hamill was in that one, so yeah. I mean, maybe he comes back for I this mean, one too. I may, mean, maybe. And and this is good. So Clerks Three: The Reading will be a nice little setup to yeah. you know go into it and you know yeah i'm very excited about it very and it's good excited. for ben too because you know we talked about kevin and his heart attack but ben's had a little bit of a rough time yeah. too so he he kind of disappeared for a little bit but yeah. maybe you know yeah i'm hoping he's seems trying to, be back to on track. bounce back seriously yeah. because i mean for jen and the kids at least to do right by them i know they're not together anymore but to do right by them well i gotta tell you the picture that i saw with him and kevin smith when they announced it you know mm-hmm. uh he looked great that's good he looked much better than he was <laughs> yeah. in the back of jen's truck yes. with them burgers yes. that's all i'm saying so I mean, maybe he's, you know, good oh, for goodness. him. I yeah, hope so. Seriously, hope so. seriously. Uh, talking about stuff getting rebooted, well, kind of, kind of in the same way. Um, Amazon has landed the rights to develop a Dra- Jack Reacher series. The novels are based on Lee Child's, or Lee Child's novels, and Scorpion creator Nick Santora yep. will write and executive produce and serve as the showrunner for the series. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that means that, come on, we, we all know we love Scorpion. Yeah, seriously. I was a huge fan of Scorpion. Yeah. I think Nick is a creative guy, so I think this is going to be in really good hands. We should say that uh, it was immediately announced Tom Cruise will not be playing yeah, Jack Reacher. Yeah, not surprised. Um, no, and, and I was surprised by this, though. See, I talk about this all the time, and we've got more Tom Cruise, you you know, news down the line too with Comic Con again, but uh, I I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise yet. Somehow I always like his movies, like his movies. and I liked the Jack Reacher movies. Yeah, I know. But apparently Lee Child, not a fan. Really? Yeah, he said he never bought Tom Cruise oh, because. Wow. Jack Reacher is a large, intimidating man, and yeah. when he walks into the room, people go like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> we're not, in, you know what are we like gonna a do?" Tiny and he's and he's like, he's over six foot. He's like six one, oh, six shit. two, and I just never bought and was never happy with Tom. He said he's a brilliant actor, but he doesn't intimidate me when I walk in the yeah. room. You know, so yeah. I, I read you know that. Who and would like, be a badass? David Harbor. Yeah, but David Harbour, like, he's being suggested for everything. everything it's right like, now. can you be Jack Reacher and Ben Grimm? Yeah. And, the, I mean, the, I mean, dude, yeah. the best thing that ever happened to him was Stranger Things, yeah, man. Seriously. He's just blowing up everywhere. He really is. He so, really is. yeah, I mean, so there you go. I, I mean, this will be interesting, you know? I, I mean, mean, yeah, it was always really weird for me because never seeing any of the Jack Reacher movies, I've always, like, that kind of looks like Mission Impossible. And what the fuck? It's played by Tom Cruise, both yeah. of them. Yeah. So it was really weird, but hopefully this one will do right by Lee Childs and his novels, so hopefully he will sign off on it and say, okay, this is good. Right, right. And I, I and we'll see. Hopefully it's not, you know. Yeah, seriously, seriously. I just, I don't know. I still have this, like, vendetta against Amazon for canceling last uh, time. <laughs> I mean, I love some of their stuff. Yeah. I do, but I'm excited about Lord of the Rings, although skeptical. Right, but yeah, you know, right. I just I, I, they need to bring that back. Yeah, That's all I'm seriously, saying. seriously. And I mean, they need more original content they do. too, because we were talking about. Well, we didn't get the chance to talk about it last week, but HBO announced their streaming service, HBO Max, which has a lot of H- early HBO shows right, on Amazon right. Prime. So I'm betting, like. 
Entourage and Sopranos and stuff like that is going to be pulled from Prime to be on HBO Max. So it's, I mean that that's <laughs> and and maybe because you know Piffin posted today for anybody who I didn't saw know that, yeah, yeah 15 years ago the pilot aired yeah. so you know what an epic show yeah, I would be so okay if that show was rebooted yeah. or came back I know they tried the movies and the movies weren't quite as right. successful as the show but I think you put that back on a streaming service and let it go I think it would be well, huge I mean you can completely reinvent it now with the whole streaming game I mean they kind of touched on it a little bit with. Uh, the main character there uh, getting on Twitter for the movies right, and right. talking about social media, but now it's complete. The industry is completely absorbed well, by streaming and social media. And let's think about you could readdress Ari Gold yeah. in today's Me Too. Yeah, cli- I mean, could. Ari Gold. Yeah. Uh, you could go back and just look at the quotes from yep. any of the episodes. How he treated women. Yeah. How he. How, I mean, there's this one quote where he says, "If you even I fuck my assistant, yeah. I'll send you naked back to the yeah, Taliban." Exactly. What? Like, excuse me. N- 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 not even close to being able to say that today. No. And and so, but that I think that would be a great premise. Yeah. How does Ari Gold adapt to the culture where he yeah. can't be Ari Gold be anymore? Bad, I mean, he ass. can't. He can't go at at at. Uh, any of the women, yeah, you know, he. I mean, think about it. He can't make the Asian jokes no. for Lloyd. He mm-hmm. can't make. I mean, and uh, the homosexual jokes, like, right? None of that because right. that's not allowed nowadays. And we were talking about it even a couple years ago because uh, from the first Hangover, literally one of Bradley Cooper's first lines is paging Doctor Faggot. Right. So I right. mean, that's crazy. That's not even that long ago. So no, it's I, crazy the drastic exactly. change from. Then till now, but if we could talk about from Entourage's day until now, yeah, yeah how the culture has changed. And so, crazy. Doug Ellen, if you're listening, maybe that's an idea. Maybe you don't look at it from Vinny and the boys anymore. Yeah. You you focus on Ari, Ari. and his trans. Because I th- I think the initial Entourage was about them adapting right. to being in Hollywood and right. the stardom and all the kind of stuff that you can get caught up in. Now you should flip it, and this should be about Ari and the collapse of exactly. he's not allowed to be who he is, and exactly. can he function if he can't be who he is? Exactly. I think just. Doug? <laughs> <laughs> right. Call Doug, us up. I'm just Call saying. That's a good idea. Piven? Jeremy? Come on. It really is. It really is. Oh, man. This next one has got me excited because I'm just... I'm really interested to see how Apple TV Plus is going about their stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, they've released some stuff about their movie slate and television slate, but not a lot. But they're signing on some big people. They are signing on some big people. Yeah. They made the world... Worldwide rights are accusi- uh, acquisition of the banker starring Anthony Mackie and Samuel Jackson. Ooh, yeah, boy, yeah. and Neil Long. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and Nick Holt and like Shit. yeah, Anthony Mackie. There's yeah. like a bunch of people in this film that yeah. that yeah. So and the premise sounds really interesting. It, it's a true story. Uh, Anthony Mackie and Sam Jackson are going to play entrepreneurs who tried to circumvent the racial problems mm-hmm. in the 1950s, and they bought a bank. In the 1950s, and and use their social business savvy to to become activists and help kind of African Americans get loans in Texas. Yeah, and it didn't obviously go over well in the 50s when these guys did this, and so. Um, Yeah, it's. I I think it's a great cast. Yeah, I, I mean Apple is definitely. I just wonder if Apple though needs to be looking at Netflix. Yeah, and going. I know we have a shit ton of money. Right. But should we be spending a shit ton of money on right. all these big people until we're established? Like set because up. yeah, 
I mean, know, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think right now, not a lot of there's not a lot of period pieces, so I'm excited no, yeah, about this one exactly. back in the 1950s because I mean, there's a lot of shit that happened back then that is still very relevant today, especially when it comes to race. Agreed. So yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting how this is interpreted and how this is going to move forward, and especially to see if Apple will release their streaming numbers like Netflix does, or if they'll mm-hmm. do it a different way. And, uh, you know, you just look at these names, Anthony Mackie, Sam Jackson. And again, we have to go back to, do you think that the relationship between Iger and Tim Cook with the chummy chummy on the boards and stuff is a lot? Because, man, it seems like every time Apple Plus makes an announcement, Mm -hmm. it's something to do with a Marvel star or a Disney star. Exactly. But I I don't mean to lock those guys into only Disney. I mean, they do... But as of recent, and most of their success over the last decade or so has been linked to Disney and Marvel, and yet Apple Plus, every time they make an announcement, they're like, these guys, you can't tell me that's not something going on with Bob and Tim going, hey. Seriously, let's help each other out. Exactly. I mean, plus, I think those are the only two uh, streaming platforms that have announced like a bundle plan. Yeah. I could yeah. see it happening. I could see them like combining forces at least to with the bundle to help everybody out and try to honestly knock out Netflix because I think that's the person they're just trying to completely knock out. And, and I got I got to be honest with you, we're we're going to talk about that in a couple minutes because Netflix is on the ropes. Yeah. I mean, you know, if yeah. ever there was a time to take the knockout blow, I mean, they're they're on the ropes I know. right now. It's, it's getting scary. It's getting it is. scary. Well, we mentioned Disney, and they lost a huge, huge president of global sales. Oh, my goodness. And marketing uh, to direct consumer and international segments. Uh, Janice Marnelli, she was with the company for 34 years. Oh, my goodness. And she was a variety of different positions. She basically like worked herself up. Yeah, she started off Buena Vista Television mm-hmm. and, uh, as an account executive, 1985. So, guys and gals, that means she she was an Eisner yeah, hire. exactly. You know, she's been around Disney since Eisner's exactly. days and Frank Wells' days. So, I mean, she was there a long time. Appointed as president of uh, Disney ABC Home Entertainment. Um, so, yeah, this is a big loss. It but is. She, apparently, she's been wanting to leave for a while, yeah. but felt obligated to stay until the merger was complete with Fox. And right. then, then once that was all completed, right. she said, now it's time to go. Yeah, and I mean, we were talking about it the other episode that, I mean, just a lot of these old-time people, they don't like the change that has, that's happening in the industry. No, I mean, no. with the whole streaming thing, focusing more on that and less on actual network and just whole bunch of different stuff so it's really going to be interesting to see who they put in that spot and if they'll be kind of a younger person more adapt to the streaming and that type of stuff yeah i mean 34 years man 85 i know like that's a long time at a company and and she i mean Dude, the, the, the ride that she's experienced yeah. because, you know, Disney was in trouble early in the 80s exactly. and Eisner and Frank Wells came in and, and brought it back to its glory. But mm-hmm. then after that kind of rode a little tumultuous roller coaster and then Iger comes in and yeah. I mean, she's there for that whole yeah, thing. Like, crazy. I mean, it's she's crazy. probably learned a lot from so many people. Like, it's completely insane. And, which then begs the question, is she going to take that somewhere else? Right. Like, I like, mean, she says she's retiring right, and she's ready but, to move on, I mean, but you never you know. know. It would be a huge asset to pick up a person like that for Netflix. I mean, fuck, bro. Yeah. That would I be mean, a 
huge like and they're all cherry picking each other so i mean exactly or maybe she goes to the new cbs icon like yeah seriously there's so many options nowadays like, what are they gonna call that i uh, yeah nobody knows man nobody yes or like I don't, I don't even know i would i would keep cbs yeah you know? i mean I it mean, just flows so much easier yeah, and, i mean cbs viacom company i don't know yeah like, I, I, it's crazy yeah but disney ain't done no D- disney you know they've got several announcements coming yeah more casting announcements mm-hmm. uh apparently harry styles who lost out as being elvis yeah like we were talking about earlier exactly Exactly, is now still trying to get that singing role. He's in early yeah. negotiations to play Prince Eric in mm. the live-action yeah. remake of The Little Mermaid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's I mean, look. I could see that. If you saw Harry Styles in Dunkirk, yeah. he showed he's got some acting yeah, chops. He does. You know, and I think he's he's really trying to follow him along in the footsteps of Justin Timberlake. Yeah. We're making that transition right. where I hey look, I'm a really great singer, but I can also do some acting. Yeah, exactly. And so I think this is a good move. Yeah. I, I think that would be a, a solid um you know, pick yeah. for Eric. There was apparently one other person in the running, but but they got knocked out, and yeah. that's um the guy who played Billy Batson in Shazam. Mm, okay. uh, he, he apparently was up for it and was neck and neck, and yeah. but he's out now, so okay. I'm guessing they're leaning towards Harry. Interesting. Um. So yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's not the only casting rumor they got no. going around. They got Javier Bardem, who's in early talks to play King Triton. Now this is really weird because we. We talked about Ariel being African American, and now Javier is obviously Latino. Right. So I'm confused. Like, I mean, I I'm pretty sure we never see the mom in Little yeah, Mermaid. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think so. Yeah, so. but I mean, I really wanted Idris Elba to be the dad. I felt like that would make much more sense with the whole nationality and race thing. And honestly, I would be just in utter shock to see him underwater being a badass yeah and 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 i feel like and and look don't get me wrong i'm i'm all for it but i feel like if you're going too far for the sake of it it's wrong and i feel like disney might be stretching here a little bit right they're like look we're gonna put a latino we're gonna put a brit we're gonna put an african-american we're gonna do uh an asian because we know aquafina was was cast and then they're getting the child child actor with with, yeah Yeah. with uh with trembly there uh and and i feel like if you're doing diversity just for the sake of doing diversity to show that you're diverse right are you diverse exactly i mean because they're like you said i mean certain casting decisions make more sense i I agree with you i think idris elba would have made more sense exactly i mean so now don't knock us now we're all we stick true to whoever is best for the role deserves the role like if he was best for the role okay that's fine yeah we're just saying we feel like he Idris Elba would have made more sense. Yeah, just say it. Yeah, say it. and the movie is pretty stacked with a very diverse cast. Yeah, seriously. And, and the only reason I even bring that up is because, remember, prior to Black Panther, mm-hmm. Disney was taking a lot of criticism for not being diverse. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, all the Marvel movies they were claiming were too white. And, you know, and so I feel like maybe they're trying to show that they are diverse yeah. but going a little over the top with it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's agreed, saying. agreed. Um well, some more exciting news for Disney slash Marvel. Thor 4, that has been confirmed. And Watiti is back to write and direct this film. And Chris Hemsworth is expected to reprise his role 
had his career-defining role as Asgardian God of Thunder. I'm pretty excited about this one, so obviously I feel like Guardians 3 sets up Thor 4. It would have to. I yeah. mean, you, anybody who saw Endgame, if not, you haven't, then too bad because, you know, spoilers. Right. But uh, we all know Thor left with the Guardians. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's perfect sense because that tone is clearly where Ragnarok went yeah. with the action and adventure but comedy. Exactly. Um, he enjoyed playing that type of Thor, too, so yeah. much more so. I mean, you could tell on screen how he felt about yeah. it. So I'm really excited to see the more comedic action. Aspect of me, it. me too. And then, I mean, this is going to be real. It, it, it's a lot of stuff going on though, because you know, Endgame was supposed to be the definitive end right. of that phase. Yet, clearly, Thor is continuing, yeah. and Doctor Strange Two was finally announced, so it's continuing. Not all of them are gone, right? So, like, you it, know, it's really going to be interesting because, I mean, I know we've talked about before how. Marvel was set to put out a movie every two years or every year something like or that, yeah. something like that. So what if they move forward with the all-female Avengers, but then still carrying on with like the older Avengers like Black Panther, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor now? Yeah, yeah. So, and, I mean, and, it's going to be interesting. And Hulk's not dead. Yeah, exactly. So And, and we know that Thor and Hulk had kind of got now this budding friendship exactly. going on. So like, it, will Hulk show back up in a Thor movie exactly. somewhere? Or exactly. how's that going to work? Who, who was bashing Hulk really bad last week? He really did not oh, like... Oh, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, did not Hulk like, was bashing Hulk. It Hulk was Hulk versus Hulk. Yeah, he, um, something about he just didn't like how... He liked more about the work up to Hulk. He liked right. the evolution of working up to Hulk and getting anxious and turning into the actual monster. But he doesn't like smart Hulk. Yeah, he? no, he doesn't like. But but I, I'm telling you, and and Comic Con, the Russo brothers didn't do anything to even make this even like have people stop talking about this. Yeah, I wholeheartedly think that Professor Hulk showed up mm -hmm. because their intent is clearly down the line for a Secret Wars saga. And everybody knows that during that saga, Banner was in control, yeah. but but fighting to keep it. And I feel like the only reason Professor Hulk makes this appearance is because that's coming. Yeah. And when asked at Comic-Con recently, this past week, they didn't deny it. They said that they would love to still do that series. They think a six-film series would do Secret Wars yeah. properly. Yeah. They then said, now that the Fox characters are back, we could do it right. right. And yeah. then they talked about something else, blah, 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 moved on. And of then somebody brought tried. it back yeah. up. <laughs> and they said, I don't know. Why don't we bring the writers out here to talk oh, about shit. Secret Wars? Yeah. And then it stopped, and they kind of left it at that. But I don't think they were joking. Yeah. I, the, I, I honestly just – there are little – if you're a comic book, geek you're with me you know yeah. it there were just too many little easter eggs setting right. up secret wars right. for that's the only reason yeah. i think smart hulk is there and i mean moving forward i feel like the movies that are about to come out are going to be in chronological chronological order i don't feel like they're going to jump around like they did setting up the mcu yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like with iron man one and two and then incredible hulk and then thor and then all those i feel like the rest are just going to be this story ends. The next story begins. Except for Black Widow. Except for Black which Widow, which we know is 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 takes place before Civil War. Yeah, yeah. So, so whatever. I mean, yeah. Put that in there. I feel like that's just going to be like a Rogue One though type shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's gonna. It's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. And then like, is she really dead? Exactly. 
There's been rumors that none of them are actually that'd be fucking like, crazy. Where the the only one that we know definitively is Cap is old as fuck. Exactly. Like, but but it. if somebody died, we just don't know. Exactly. If, I mean, they're talking about now because after Spider Man that the that maybe Tony was a scroll. Yeah. And and like all these different explanations as to what you think you saw might not be what exactly. you saw. So who knows? Exactly. All I know is Feige and all those people involved at Marvel Studios are fucking geniuses. Yeah, seriously. And they know. Exactly. And they got it planned out. So exactly. Thor 4, I'm excited. Hell yeah. Chris Hemsworth excited. Remember, he said he would play in an interview. He said, I'll play Thor as long as, as they want long me as to. As they have me, yeah. So, oh, it's I mean, so it's exciting. It's going to be good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, NBC has recently announced a new comedy series coming, and it's going to star Ted Danson. Oh, that's very exciting. I've always been a fan of his ever since... Um, Beck, I saw Beck first before Cheers. Yeah, and then I <laughs> of watched Of course Cheers. you did. Whatever, uh, man. Of <laughs> we all know I'm the young one in this one. So I'm really excited about this. And what I'm also really excited about is Tina Fey is going to produce and write this series along with her partner Robert uh, Carlock. Yeah. And it's going to be hung under their production banner, and it's I'm excited just ecstatic about yeah it. i mean tina fey everything she does is fantastic she's yeah. a brilliant comedic writer mm-hmm. so i think and ted danson's a brilliant actor yeah. and apparently this thing's been in the works for over a year oh, wow. and it's been written specifically for ted danson yeah so yeah, i mean they're waiting for uh the good place or what's it called yeah yeah the good, the, the, the good place okay. and they're not sure if this new series would be able to make it for the for the current you know new season because yeah. he's still on the good place yeah. and it's wrapping up its final season right. so, so they they're might not be sure. waiting on him yep. but uh, i mean the story seems pretty interesting i don't know if they're taking jabs at the now holding la mayor um he's supposed to be a wealthy businessman who becomes mayor of la who tries to figure out what he stands for after he gets elected and the series has been like you said been in the work for over a year so it seems like basically kind of a trump figure who kind of just yeah. gets elected into this position is like oh shit i have to figure out what i stand for right like, i i i i, I kind of liken it to spin city with michael j okay. fox back in the day yeah and then charlie sheen who yeah, kind of yeah. took over for michael j fox but you know because it was although michael j fox's character was the deputy mayor right. but along those same lines you know like yeah. How do we run the city? What right. is this? What kind of, I, and I yeah, I think this is a good idea. Ted Danson, he's brilliant. Yeah. I, I think this is gonna. Now, who are we gonna see? Yeah, who, who's exactly. gonna be the supporting cast? Yeah. That's a. I mean, I'm real curious about that. Yeah, will we? I mean, Tina Fey's loyal. Exactly. So you know, will we see a lot of the regulars yeah. being exactly. popping up with in exactly. stuff that she's worked with? You know, that'd exactly. be great. Well, isn't there some rumors that it wanted? She wanted it to be Alec Baldwin, but some like conflict. Well, like not for not for not this, for this show. Okay. She wanted to work with Alec Baldwin again. Yeah. Um, but they just for whatever reason couldn't get it couldn't coordinated it or together. Yeah. And so then they moved on to this project yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it's super exciting because she's coming back to NBC. I mean, this is the first time since Thirty Rock. So I mean, it's exciting to see her coming back. She said it just feels like coming back home. That's yeah. What. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean, good for them, honestly. And the next one, sticking with NBC Universal on the picture side of things, uh, Halloween sequel movies have been listed to happen back to back in the next few years. Uh, one in 2020 and one in 2021. Apparently, yep. last year's reboot was the highest grossing installment in the franchise's history, which pulled in around $250 million worldwide. Uh, that's 
crazy because yeah. I mean they were super popular back in the day. Oh yeah. And uh, Gordon Green, he will be back to direct both sequels, and they both will be released in mid October, around like the fifteenth ish, mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they already released the titles of these films. In twenty twenty, it's going to be Halloween Kills. Yep. And in twenty twenty one, it's going to be Halloween Ends. So I'm guessing they're going to wrap it up with Halloween yeah. Ends. Yeah. And we should say yes. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Yeah, all of the original of people, they're all coming back. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wish... mean, let's not lie about it. They probably saw a nice payday from the well, one yeah, last year. Yeah, but I, I'm just really, really excited about all these because I, I like with Comic Con with all these the Terminator. We know Dark Fate, uh-huh. you know, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And Top Gun. I just feel like, man, I'm reliving every. All, you got all these <laughs> Halloween movies and Top Gun and Terminator, and it's like, and they're all the original people exactly. coming back. They're like, screw all that crap we messed up on. Yeah. It's all the originals coming back. Yeah. And, I'm excited as hell for that. I mean, that that's my that's my time. Hell yeah. You know, so I'm seriously, excited. Seriously. Well, talking about my time a little bit, Space Jam was one of my all-time favorite movies growing up. I loved Michael Jordan, and I loved Bugs Bunny and Daffy and all that shit. It was so good. Uh, but now Space Jam 2, I, you know, they're trying to rework it with LeBron James. They had that young director who, uh, Nance, Terrence Nance, who... Yeah. I guess was having some problems with the studio, which doesn't make any sense. It's like, bro, you barely have anything under your belt. Why why are you trying to put all this conflict and all this creative strategy into it? Yeah. Just kind of make your first big studio project. I mean, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, you know? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And I mean, Malcolm D. Lee is taking over the reins for Warner Brothers Space Jam 2 picks. And, I mean, the most recent thing he has directed is Soulman. Yeah. Yep. He, he directed Night School and Girls Trips. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been pretty pretty relevant right now. And he's so, done some Looney Tunes stuff before, so yeah. he's familiar with the, with the world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Like I said, I just feel like Terrence there, he just had to, like, just bite the bullet. It was your first chance. It was your first opportunity. Like, the short films he had done, like, on IMDb, where the highest was given, like, an 8.1, and that was the most recent one with uh, the rapper Earl Sweatshirt, yeah. and the rest of them were, like, low sixes out but, of ten. Uh, so My thing is, is, like, what creative differences could have possibly been right. so bad that you would walk away? It's Space Jam. Exactly. There's, I mean, how much more can you... I mean, in what le, what, was he do? trying to turn it into a Goodfellas right, or something? Like I mean, like, I don't understand. It's Space Jam. Exactly. It, there's, how much creative liberty is there with it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, the premise is pretty much the same as the first one. Exactly. Like, what was he trying to do? Right, I, I just said it in modern time with the bas- basketball player in modern time. Yeah, it wasn't that I just, hard. No, I, I don't understand. I, I, curious to know what his creative differences were but i mean yes. i just i don't know goodness gracious man uh, super speaking crazy speaking of uh, warner media yeah staying in the game also mm-hmm. with hbo max they are bringing back gossip girl oh yeah interesting yeah that was a huge show back then it was huge yeah. and yeah and then my thing is Kristen bell gonna narrate it right like you know yeah. for anybody who didn't know she she narrated the first series 
Um, what we do know is that you will not see Blake Lively. Uh, it's not focusing on the original characters. It's actually going to be taking place eight years later. Um, and it's going to be focusing on a new group of teens who are introduced to social surveillance ah. uh, through the Gossip Girl site. I see. And it's going to explore how social media has kind of changed the game with the whole, you know, gossip see, that's uh, smart. stuff. That's smart. See, I said this earlier off the podcast. I think HBO Max might be within the top three new streaming services yeah. like coming to compete with Netflix. I think it's going to be... Disney and HBO Max and Netflix. Yeah, because HBO, you know, much much like Disney, they have content. Exactly. Warner Brothers is stacked up with content. Exactly. So I mean, and then they're doing original yeah. content. So. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because we all know that um, the DC Universe streaming, they have all of the uh, Batman, old Batman films mm-hmm, on there, mm-hmm, and all the old mm-hmm. Superman films. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see them pop up over on HBO Max as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they would be on both because yeah. the, the, the Warner Media did announce that they're not going to touch DC Universe; yeah. that they're going to keep it so and keep it intact, which yeah. is good because I love it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that we'd see the films at least on both. Exactly. Um. And we should condolences to to the the stunt uh, member, yeah, special effects member on Titans, yeah. uh, season two, who lost his life. I did see today they set up a, a memorial fund for yeah. him for his family. Um, just a crazy incident, apparently. He wasn't even on set. They were like setting up a location yeah. for for a special effect, and something just went wrong and came loose and, and struck him and killed him. So yeah. uh, thoughts go out to that. Yeah, seriously. Um, I mean, everybody always depicts the inter- entertainment industry as just turn on a camera and shoot some shit. Yeah, but no, it can be dangerous sometimes. Sometimes like the crew members have to do some dangerous stuff to set up or to get a specific shot. Yeah. Or I mean, you see all the time cameramen like hanging off the back of trucks. I mean, yeah. I know you've done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I loved it, but yeah, I was scared shitless. Yeah, I ain't gonna exactly. lie. Exactly. But um I watched this this one video the other day where a dude was literally hanging off the truck, then he passed the camera inside of the car mm, yeah. and then they passed it outside of the opposite side window to a dude that was just hanging like off of a like a, a little platform that right. was attached to the car i was yeah. like this is super dangerous going like 95 miles an yeah, hour yeah and then the thing that you really have to to like my concern when i was doing it the whole time was you're so focused on what you're doing you're not paying that attention. you're not paying attention to anything else so you've got to hope that that car that's pulling your car exactly and is paying attention because you're not you're yeah. focused on getting your sh- and if you, yeah it's a scary thing and so yeah it was sad news um Amongst all the good news, because you know so much news about Titans has come out. Exactly. Oh, uh, with all. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an exciting season. If yeah. you haven't been following that, you guys got to follow that. But uh, yeah, it, it's condolences, and I think I think you're right though. Back to the Gossip Girl thing. I think that. They're smart. It's uh, they ordered ten one-hour episodes, so Makes the sense. initial season is going to yeah. be ten, which seems to be about what they are now—about yeah. eight to ten episodes, yeah. as opposed to the thirteen. Yeah. So, um, at least for streaming, because isn't network still around like twenty-two to twenty-four or something? Yeah, but like they that? a lot of them now are breaking them up. Oh, like really? they do half the season, That's and then right. they and then cut, they... they take a summer break, and yeah. then they come back in the fall. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, it's, I mean, the, it's interesting the way yeah. they do it now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's an ever evolving industry. I mean, it it just seems like one of those revolving doors. It's just it just keeps going. It just does. keeps going. And we're talking about all this, yeah, because like you said, <laughs> they're all going after Netflix. Yeah, and man. I think 
you know, Netflix this, this week kind of showed that maybe there is a chink in the armor. Yeah. That maybe, you know, they are this able to crazy. to take it down. This is you know, I just crazy. think of the, the Rocky movies. You see, he does bleed. <laughs> <laughs> he is a man. Yeah. You know, I mean, just like, you know. But uh, they um, released their numbers, as we as we said at the top with uh, CBS Viacom. Everybody's releasing their numbers. Mm-hmm. And... <coughs> Excuse me, I'm choked up by it. No, I'm not really <laughs> choked up by it. Um, their second quarter numbers did not go as planned. Yeah. They only added 2.7 million subscribers worldwide. They predicted that they would add 5 million. Mm. And they actually lost 126,000 subscribers in the U.S. Damn. And that's the first time that they've seen a loss in customers since they started uh, putting out original programming yeah. seven years ago. Well, you know what I think it is? I feel like they saw Friends and The Office is coming off. Yeah. And then you got all that backlash, which is stupid. So yeah. stupid about the smoking and original oh, yeah. Orange is the New Black and um, Stranger Things. I feel like that, that shit yeah. was so stupid. Yeah. But it was such a social media phenomenon there for a few days that exactly. it probably like prevented a lot of things, like a lot of people from getting the service and backing off of the service. And we talked about... 13 reasons why they took yeah, they, out they that. took out the, the 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 main the whole first season of 13 reasons why was about the suicide and then they took out the suicide exactly. like that makes no sense I to know. me at all but uh, but we should say though i mean that all the con- and then coupled it seems like every week they're announcing that they're canceling a show yep. and they're canceling fan favorite exactly. shows which and we'll talk about that in a minute but not only are the fans bailing, apparently, yeah. you know, the subscribers bailing, but Wall Street's nervous. Yeah. After that announcement, they lost $17 billion in market share Fuck in one day. Yeah. 10% drop in the stock in one day after that announcement. That's insane. And people people are making the comment, are, are people tired of Netflix? Yeah. Are they, you know, are they in trouble? Yeah. We ran a poll. I, I ran a poll on, on social media. Um Sixty percent said that they think it will survive. Yeah. Twenty uh, percent said they think it's it's going away. Mm. Netflix won't make it through the battle. Yeah. And twenty percent said they don't care. Yeah. Now, if you look at that, forty percent that means yeah, probably ain't hanging around for Netflix. Yeah, Forty, exactly. 20, you know. Twenty percent of them. You think about the twenty percent that just doesn't care. Those are the twenty cent percent that is like, oh, they don't have my favorite show anymore. Why am exactly. I? Why do I still paying for this? Exactly. So it's scary, man. Yeah, I mean, forty percent is a significant number. If that, I mean, that's just our poll. But if that holds, if if similar polls show, I mean, Netflix. <laughs> And they raised prices. Remember, That's Disney Plus is coming out at like six something a month. Yeah. I mean, not twelve or thirteen a exactly. month. And then I mean that's Exactly. Uh, and even HBO Max with all their content, it's like I mean, it's the high teens, but still it's in the teens. Yeah, but they're bundling HBO. Let's see. And, and yeah. so you're gonna get HBO and HBO Max and, and so and same thing with, with um Disney. Yeah. You know, you're getting ESPN plus yeah. and Hulu. Yeah. So you can you can bundle it and I mean yeah. I'm really worried about it, man. They're they're probably gonna I don't know, they have to knock down those tier prices because I mean, as you all know, there's a tier system of how many viewers can be watching on the accounts at one time. But, yeah, I feel like they're going to have to knock that down and stop fucking paying for so much shit. Yeah, and and so then comes the question, because if they're going to sustain themselves— 
And we've heard both Reed and Ted say over and over and over again, this would never happen. But you have to start asking the question, will ads start popping up? Ah. Will they go to ad base to, to, to recoup that revenue? I know Ted doesn't want it. No, Ted does not want any part of it. But when you're losing subscribers, yeah. uh, you've got you've to compensate exactly. for it. You know? Remember, too, that, that when Facebook first did ads, yeah. everybody you know, shit a brick and was, ah, now it's just every day. Yeah. And they're making shit tons of money off exactly. the ads. You know? and exactly. People I feel got like over the, it. Yeah, I feel like those should also be in the tier systems, though. Like if they knock it so low down to where, say you're paying like six ninety nine for yeah. the basic package, but then there are also ads on right, that. Right. So you know. But I, if you're still paying the thirteen, you shouldn't have ads. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. We, and speaking of, like you said, canceling. Exactly. She's got to have it. Yes. Apparently not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Netflix doesn't have to have it. Apparently, yeah, uh, they like, announced that, that they canceled Spike Lee. She's got to have it after its second season. Um, you know he's pissed. Yeah, he he <laughs> he he's already announced that he's expecting to shop it around yeah. to the other platforms. So. Exactly, and I mean, and I'm sure they'll all happily pick it up. Exactly. Um, this was my thing though. Ted did make a statement on it. Old Ted Sarandos did make a statement. He said Spike Lee is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, and we were thrilled that he brought his series "She's Got to Have It" based on his film to Netflix. While this is the last season, we're very proud of it and uh, that it was on our service. And they're looking forward to working with Spike on his upcoming Netflix film, The Five Bloods. Mm. So, I mean, Spike, now that begs the question, how locked in is Spike? And will this move make Spike yank that film? Exactly. I mean, mean, you never freaking know, man. I mean, people get so sensitive sometimes. Exactly. And I mean, mean, he kind of has a good relationship with Apple. We were talking about maybe going to Apple with it. So I I don't know. Maybe, I mean, or maybe he goes to Disney with it and they put that shit on Hulu. So I mean, it's completely possible. I mean, you know, and now you got to, you got to weigh those options. Like if you're going to cancel somebody's shit, I mean... I'd be pissed. I might be shopping my movie too. I don't don't know. Exactly. I mean, we saw how upset he got about the... the best picture award oh, yeah. at the oscars Ooh. yeah he, he he gets feisty he does man he, he does feisty oh man and this next one uh we called that shit yeah uh you, yep. um, you want to go into that uh kevin spacey uh <laughs> apparently now the criminal case you might remember us talking about it on the last show uh the civil suit had been had been dropped but now the criminal case has also been dropped. Call Sexual it. assault charges against Kevin have been dismissed. The Massachusetts judge said he tossed out Spacey's case due to the unavailability of the complaining witness. Mm. Now, this is interesting because the accuser refused to testify at a pretrial hearing earlier this month. He alleged his uh, Fifth Amendment right yep. and and refused to answer. Um and then, so there you go. I, and now they're adamantly saying that he did not take a settlement in the civil suit, mm-hmm. and this has nothing to do with that. But why would you be doing all of this and then all of a sudden refuse to cooperate? Exactly. You don't show up. Exactly. When you're forced to show up, you you plead the fifth, and then all you drop your civil suit. Something happened. So, something, something happened. happened. I, I mean, mean, stuff happens behind closed doors all the time in Hollywood. So yeah. I, I mean, I would not be surprised if the motherfucker got a payout. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I... But we also were talking about what if this guy saw all of the other allegations and other suits coming out against Spacey and, and was just like, fuck it, I met him once, I'm going to jump on this. Yeah, and I mean, because 
Out of all the other allegations, Spacey kind of just was, you know, ducking and dodging. But this one he adamantly denied yeah. over and over and over and professed his innocence on it. I kind of believe him. Yeah. I mean, and especially it seems the way everything is playing out. And if this kid did drop the civil suit and yeah. didn't get a settlement and then he drops the, the criminal suit, then I really do feel like exactly. he was going after Payday, didn't get it, and realized he was going to get busted exactly. and then stopped. Well, I mean, the gray area in all of this Me Too stuff is innocent until proven guilty, guys. Like, yeah. I mean, every time an accusation comes out against somebody, that's all it is. It's just an accusation that is broadcasted in the media all over the trades. Yep. It's... They're not going to have anything happen to them until they are brought forth in front of a judge, in yep. front of a jury. So if you guys really feel this happened to you and this did happen to you, take it to the courts, man. Do the right lawful thing yeah. and the dude needs to pay for his consequences. He does. So he I does. Mean, and then uh, there's always the, the, the sticky, you know, dangerous side to it too though is – false accusations exactly which i feel like jeremy piven was probably a victim of exactly um and got blacklisted yeah basically. blacklisted from it and and i mean that's a dangerous thing because now that unfortunately puts some people in positions of power that they can just accuse whoever they don't like yeah and and the the general assumption is the public is going to believe it exactly. that that it did happen. So exactly. that discredits the real victims. Mm -hmm. It hurts the people that are falsely accused. Exactly. And I mean, it, it's just a dangerous, dangerous thing all the way around. I know it so. really is, man. It really is. I just watched that uh, Aziri. I forget his last name, but he did a, a stand up special. His is like his first thing yeah. since the allegations came out against him. And they were just, that one was the one, the girl was just very uncomfortable but never said no. Right. So, I mean, in the stand up, he addresses it. He said he felt so terrible about it. Like, he felt like shit. And I'm just like, all right, that's that's all you have to say. Like, just admit that what you did was wrong in yeah. the situation. You didn't realize it and apologize to the person. But to, like, be blacklisted in that, like, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's where I kind of draw my line of if somebody's telling the truth or not is if when they own up to it or yeah, not. Exactly. You know, I, I just. Yeah, it, he's like, that situation did happen. I could see where she probably got a little uncomfortable, and I apologize. I felt like shit, and I completely took a break for a while. There you go. Exactly. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a super it's, crazy time. And right it's a now. topic that, and an issue that's not going away. Yeah. It's, I mean, yes. Weinstein's got the, they're about to release that documentary yeah. about, you know, and that's. On Hulu, the, yeah, yeah, man, that trailer was intense. It Those was. women, Mitch. So yeah. it's not going away. It's just something we're going to have to keep yeah. following. Seriously, seriously. All right. Now it is time for the top five segment. Oh, man. The top five this week is top five countries you would want to live in for a year. Not to be confused with top five countries that you would flee to in the right. event that you're not. <laughs> There's a transition from Kevin Spacey and Weinstein to get the fuck out of the country. Right. Uh, yeah. but, uh, no, no. These are, these are countries that we would want to live in for yes. a year, uh, you know, other than America. Exactly. So. Exactly. I would 
Number five, I would really love to go to Ireland. I feel like to see the mountains and the Great Plains, and it it just be so green. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and and yeah, the 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 castles. Exactly. And, and I mean, yeah, so I mean, much historic shit that happened there, and I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. Number four, I got South America. Oh my goodness, I heard Cape Town is just absolutely gorgeous with the waves, the beaches, just. Oh, just so beautiful. A uh, vlogger that I watched, Casey Neistat, his wife is from Cape Town, South, South America, and oh my gosh, it just looks so beautiful. Uh, number three, I got Australia, because, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Australia? Shrimp on the bobby. That's right. I mean, That's obviously, right. obviously. Number two, I got Spain. I'm a huge Madrid fan when it comes to football, um, so I would love to I'm go sorry, to Spain. Uh, what? Soccer, huh? <laughs> soccer for you Americans. Um, and number one, I got Italy, where the roads are water. Yeah, I just, yeah I mean, it just looks beautiful. Yeah, that's a good list. Thank that's you, a good you. list. All right, number five for me, Germany. Yes, of I course. just I would love to go over to Germany and kind of see the history there. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much that went down. Yeah, and. Now with the with the unification and the wall down, right. I just think that would be an epic place. to And live. we saw part of the wall. We did. We did see recently see part of the wall at the uh, Reagan Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we've had Mark Valley on as a guest who yeah. was there when the wall came down yeah. and was talking about how that was. And yeah, just I, a, a big history buff. So I would like it just for that. Definitely. Um, Canada. Canada. You know, I just think it would be fun to live in Canada yeah. for a year. I mean, you know. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just no particular reason. Yeah. Just I think it would be fun I mean, to live in know. Canada. I mean, Weed's legal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, England. I just, you know, yes. the again, I'm a big history buff yes. and, the, and, and, and the rich history of England and, and – just their their culture and, and the different. I think it would be interesting to go and, outside Buckingham Palace. Yeah, badass. Yeah. So and then there's my two heritages. Yes. I, I'm German and English, so uh, that would be you know definitely. And then I'm right there with you, Australia, because mm-hmm. like you said, who wouldn't want to go to exactly. Australia? I mean, they've produced Chris Hemsworth and Hugh Jackman. <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on, and Nicole Kidman and like so many great exactly. people. Exactly. They could be our tour guides while we were there. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. I mean, come on, yeah. Australia. Heath Ledger. Like, Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. Um, Japan. Yes. That's at the top of my list. Yes. Anybody who knows me, I'm huge, huge, huge Japanese. Um, imperial old school Japan. Yeah. Uh, with the shoguns and, and, and you know, the emperors. And um, just, again, a history buff and that rich culture and that rich history. Yeah. I would love – all those palaces still exist. Yeah. The cherry blossoms and, and just like the, the – just everything around that, I would love to be able to go yeah. see that. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Tokyo with yeah. the whole – you know, but but old Japan. Yeah. I, I would I – would, if I could live in old Japan for a year, yeah. that would be epic. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get made fun of a little bit for this, but – um, Japan and China were my favorite places in Epcot. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they had it some makes sense. Shit. They had some shit. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I, it's it's come on. I've been fascinated. I'm not gonna lie. I've been fascinated with Japan and the culture, and tried to learn as much as I could about it. With it. when I saw Shogun, the, yeah. the miniseries mm-hmm. back with Richard Chamberlain, like way back when yeah. I was a kid. Um, it was just so fascinating yeah. to me. And I'm like, you know, and then Last Samurai was basically that kind of same thing yeah. with an American that's over there in the culture. Tom and Cruise. I just, well, yeah, there's that movie again. That guy <laughs> that I love his movies, but I'm just not sure about, you know, him. Although, man, uh, the Top Gun. Yeah. Did you guys see the trailer? Yeah, she looked badass. Oh, the music. Uh, yeah. the, just him on the bike with the plane. Yeah. Just everything. We were talking about this, you know, off, off the show, but like, 
I, I really applaud the filmmakers because that movie was so epic. And we always talk about if there's a movie that's epic, maybe you shouldn't touch it. Right. But it would appear that they ain't fixing what ain't broke. Exactly. You watch that trailer and it's like you're almost kind of sort of watching Top Gun 1. Yeah, like, like, I mean, exactly. it's like everything. You got the bar scene, the yeah, motorcycle scene, the, the volleyball, volleyball scene. Like, you know, everything is like, kind of like, it's you so know. so nostalgic. Yeah. Like, honestly, it looks so bad. It does. It looks badass. It's going to be epic. Yeah. And then you got it. Chapter two, Ooh, that like one. The, that one dropped, yeah. and I don't just... know if you saw, but uh, Finn, <laughs> Finn there from Stranger Things, because you know he's in it yeah. as well. Yes, yeah. he posted uh, the actor, the older actor that's playing him, his character. He was like, "This face app shit is not working well." <laughs> I was like, "That's hilarious." That is hilarious. That is funny. Uh, yeah, the cast, the adult cast, looks fantastic too. Yeah. I mean, just that whole trailer, and then I'm all right now. Now I'm just gonna poke a little fun at you. Because I called BS on your tweet the other day about how you wouldn't go see cats unless I, I really Lil Cam to. took you. Nope, I'm calling BS. I, don't want I think to. that you would appreciate the production value yeah. of it. I think that you would. It's going to be along the lines of a, of a, a Greatest Showman yeah. or a Moulin Rouge or you know something like that where I, I'm telling you. you they would, creeped me the fuck out. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that a lot of them didn't creep me out. I mean. Why do they have titties? <laughs> yeah. That one too. James Corden was hilarious <laughs> yes, though. Yeah. You know, and I didn't even recognize Taylor Swift. Yeah. And come on, it's got Idris Elba, it's got Ian McKellen. Mm. You gotta go see it. Angel I mean, Hudson, you gotta go see like, it. Yeah. yeah, you gotta see it. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, mm. guys. If you haven't looked at from Comic Con, all of the releases that have been coming out, you get on it, yeah, man. Seriously. You know, because we can't possibly talk about all of them, but you can see we've been tweeting yeah. like crazy about all of our favorites. And so. I mean, you told me about this one, The Kitchen with Melissa McCarthy and yeah. Tiffany Haddish. That one looked yeah, badass. That one They're about badass. like uh, mob wives who their husbands like go to jail and they're like supposed to be taken care of by the mob but i mean they're only paying their rent basically exactly but that like that story is just so crazy because no one ever looked at it from that perspective no no so, i mean and i'm a huge fan of the mobster culture the gangster culture yeah. so that is just right up my alley I'm yeah and so melissa excited. mccarthy i am so excited to see her stretching and going into yeah. the drama and, and, and the hardcore stuff because she's a great well, yeah, actress I'm, I'm interested to see how tiffany haddish does that because i mean she's He's done only done really comedies, so like, what the fuck? Like, this is gonna yeah, be really that'll, strange. That'll be really interesting. We got yeah, all these man. comedians doing a drama. It's gonna. And be... I'll be honest, and I know I'm probably gonna take some heat for this, but I, I just have not been really impressed with Tiffany Haddish. I just didn't get Same. the whole, you know, yeah. woo, everybody loves her kind of a thing. So yeah. she's gonna have to prove to me. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe she's got some chops, exactly. and if she does, she's gonna have to do it here. Exactly. Because I mean, we've talked about this before, but it seems like she got famous off of mispronouncing all those yeah. people's names for yeah. the Oscars two years ago. I just, yeah. Like, I, I, just, mm, I don't know. I don't uh, know. It's super crazy. Super crazy. Well, let's go to a little box office recap. I'm sure y'all saw that Spider-Man broke a whole bunch of records last week. Did freaking phenomenal over Independence Day weekend. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. We have still yet to see it. Oh my gosh. It, it's crazy. I know. I know. I know. I know. It, it's, it's what? Led the box office two weeks in a row yes, now. Two weeks in a row. Last week it pulled in 45.3 million. So it's still number one. Disney's just loving this shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, number two was Toy Story with 20.9. Number three was Crawl with 12.0. Uh, that one is about like it's kind of like a horror film uh, during a hurricane and the alligator is fucking a whole bunch of people up. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, it looked pretty good, honestly. Um, number four, we got Stuber, Dave Batista's Stuber, with eight point two million. Uh, still need to see that. Our buddy Joshua McHale yep, was yep. featured in that one. He was on the podcast recently. Go back and listen to his interview. And number five is Yesterday with six point seven. Yesterday has some legs. Man. Yeah, it's been three I'm weeks. loving. I'm loving that it's hanging tough in the top five. Yeah, because uh, not it's not getting a lot of press. It's not getting a lot of talk. But it's clearly people are seeing it because it's hanging in the top five. Exactly. It is a brilliant film. Yeah. I I cannot rave enough about this film. I thought all the performances were fantastic. The story is fantastic. Yeah. Boyle does a brilliant job directing it. There's all kinds of little surprises in there. Yeah. Beatles fans will love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just go see this movie. Exactly. Go see this movie. And I just I'm going to drop spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm going to drop it, but it's not a big spoiler, but the Beatles are the only thing that isn't remembered. Yeah. So it's not like okay. just cuz I was always wondering about that right. premise. It's like re- really just the Beatles, just the Beatles yeah. but it's not. Okay. And that plays into some of the funny shit throughout okay. the movie. Yeah. So um just to give you even more like oh I got to go see this so find out what I'm talking about. Yeah, seriously. Um so it's mm. a great movie though. De- yeah. Definitely. I'm seriously. I'm glad to see it hanging. Seriously, seriously. A new movie's coming out finally. <laughs> the Lion King is coming out. <laughs> Oh my goodness, guys! That we need Wesley. We need the Weather Warrior for that, man. <laughs> Him and Megan could nail that shit, yeah, man. Yeah, seriously, like... I'm so excited. The album, the soundtrack dropped, and then Beyonce released her own Lion King album. Yeah, yeah. So you have two Lion King albums to go listen to. And I'm not gonna lie. Um, Can you feel the love tonight? Uh, Donald Glover's and Beyonce's song. It was really good. It was really good. But you can tell that uh, Donald Glover was like. I'm gonna let Queen B, Queen B, Queen yeah. B, because there was some times where I was wanting more Glover, but I mean, it's hilarious though that someone of Glover's talent and yeah. stature was. I mean, I I took from listening to that, and he was intimidated he by was. Beyonce. Like, yeah, that one know? with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah. he he sounded like he was extremely intimidated to, to uh, buy her. I yeah. mean, you know, thank God they didn't have to sing it in the same room, exactly, because I think he would have just shivered and fell exactly. like, and that'd have been it. And so. it's super crazy because uh, watching that interview. He recorded that song when he was working on Solo. Right. That's so, right. so long ago. That's crazy. Yeah, seriously. And then we listen. I listened to um, Hakuna Matata with mm. Seth Rogen. Mm. And you can tell he's not, he worked on the singing, but he's not really a yeah. singer. Yeah. <laughs> not, so they used him as little as possible. That shit's hilarious. But uh, Lion King is looking to do pretty well. Um, I'm expecting it to be number one. Movies you can still go see are Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, Midsommar, Avengers Endgame, where, like, how many... Uh, the last I checked, six million six away. Million six million away. From Avatar, beating Avatar. Let's get that shit. Let's... I feel like it's got to do it this week, though, because at the next week, the end of the month, it, it comes out on Blu-ray. Oh, shit. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like this has got to be it. Come but on. it did make eight million last week. Yeah. So, the six million, I think, is possible yeah. this week to take it, finally. On, I don't know. Come on, guys. <laughs> go see Avengers Endgame. That's right. Even if you saw it five times, go That's see right. it again. Go see it. Oh, man. Uh, Toy Story 4 is still out. That one's doing phenomenal. Aladdin, Secret Life of Pets, Men in Black International, Yesterday, Annabelle Comes Home, Crawl, and Stuber. 
Yeah. Now you just named how many Disney films? <laughs> no way. All like yeah. Freak, all of yeah. Them Everything in the box office still is just Disney. Exactly. Uh, I mean, not well, you. I know, mean, but... counting last week, they <laughs> had Spider-Man: Far From Home. I mean, Marvel, Disney, which we figured out that Sony is only this the distributor. Yeah, Marvel Studios actually makes the film. Yeah. So exactly, but you got Toy Story Four, and Stuber is actually a Disney film yeah, now under yep. the Fox. Uh, bracket yep so it's super awesome super awesome like i said i think lion king will be number one with around 170 to 120 million i'm the only reason i'm giving it such a wide range is how the critics uh and anticipated the the animals like facial expression yeah that's what i'm trying yeah, to word say word of mouth from the from the critics might have damaged it a little bit but that said and I agree with you. I think that I think that could potentially keep it, but it is. They did release yesterday that it's opening on the largest amount of screens ever. ever it's yeah. re- uh, beating Endgame's record. Yeah, um, four thousand seven hundred something screens. It's opening on, and it did twenty five million on Thursday night. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe you know some of the people are like, yeah, fuck it, let's go see it for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, but but I do think I agree with you though. I think maybe the criticism will keep people from seeing it yeah. again, yeah. which we all know is how you need to have exactly. the big. So I, I, maybe it gets a big opening weekend, and then we'll see if it's got legs after that. Agreed. So. Agreed. It'll be interesting. Uh, number two, I think, will be Spider Man: Far From Home. I'm predicted around seventeen to twenty two million. Number three, I got Toy Story 4 with around <laughs> 7 to 15 million. Is there anything in there that you don't have Disney? I mean, uh, Yesterday and Crawl. There you go. All right, all right. Crawl, I got at number four with um, 5 to 10 million. And number five, I got Yesterday with around 3 to 5 million. So it is definitely going to be an interesting box office weekend. It's been a slow summer, honestly. It's just it been, been like the tentpole movies, like Spider Man. Yeah. Avengers, Toy Story. It's just been the big ones. There's not been any like newcoming films you Mm -hmm. should you could say that have made a huge impact. It has, and and again, I I I go back to Yesterday, which is really kind of like a little indie film that's not a tentpole. That's just an isolated solo story, and yet it's hanging in the top five. So that's got to say something about the caliber of that film. Exactly. Um. Interesting. I did see though, because I'm, I'm poking at you all the time about how many <laughs> Disney. But all kidding aside, I just saw numbers yesterday. Four out of every ten tickets that are sold are Disney Damn. for Disney movies. Damn. Like that means the other six, t- you know, movies are um, split up amongst all the other studios. Right. Like four out of every ten movie tickets sold are for Disney That's movies. Crazy. That's crazy. Really They're accounting is. for more than half of the box office revenue. Yeah. It's it's insane. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Well, now it is time to transition into our IMDb Pro Top Trenders. Oh, man, we love this app. We use it every single week. We use it to attach people to our latest projects that we are working on. Oh, man, we got a few things in the works. Oh, I can't wait to tease some more shit about that. I know you guys have seen the Raven's Vision teaser. That one dropped. That one's on YouTube. Believe it or not, that's uh, this guy over here, the mouth. That's him voicing it. What? what? No, no. I know. No. I, I, I sent it over to Tavia, and she was like, is that Dustin? 
and I don't even know. You can't even tell. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're right. That's the a, point. A little skill. Yeah. <laughs> they got a little skill. Oh, my goodness. But yes, <laughs> go over to YouTube and watch the Ravens Vision teaser. We are working on that endlessly every day. We are working on some other stuff that we're keeping under wraps because we like to tease you with some stuff and get you excited for some upcoming shit. Uh, you can also track the latest industry news. You can track your favorite celebrity. Just a whole bunch of shit. So. You can track us. Exactly. If you wanted to track us, exactly. you can track us. We're exactly. on there. Get a little crazy. Track That's us. right. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Don't make right. that guy in the Ravens vision come at you. Yeah, like, I'm just... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> 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 I don't know who Zachary is, but don't make him come. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, the top trending movie is Spider-Man: Far From Home. What? No. No, no surprise no. by this. No surprise. Uh, top trending TV show. I called this shit our last episode. Stranger Things. It's been of course making the rounds. Everybody's binge watching this shit five times. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, and the top trending star is Decray Montgomery, who is Billy on Stranger Things. And rumor has it he might be entering the MCU here soon as yep. uh, yep. Adam Warlock. Yeah. So, so that that very interesting. Very he's interesting. the younger guy because we were talking about Padalecki maybe doing it. Yeah. And we were maybe he was too old, but this guy's pretty young he's pretty young i mean it could definitely be i don't know i've seen so many rumors for the mcu and some of them have me really excited yeah like i saw one the other day that we were talking about zach efron as human torch that makes so much that would make uh, i mean i'm still pulling emily blunt john krasinski david harbour and zach efron if that's my fantastic four i am loving every (laughs) second of that with marvel in control of it like because you know it would be right and then if that's your cast holy fuck that'd be awesome exactly and they're all so relevant right now exactly (laughs) i mean that would be an epic fantastic four like i'm just saying it would just saying kevin (laughs) call us up up, Uh, (laughs) all right now to transition into some music uh billboard chart toppers oh my goodness it's been a crazy week the top album vinyl sells the 17-year-old girl, Billie Eilish. She's mm. coming back into the charts, man. Yeah. She's made, it's crazy how popular she is, honestly. It's insane how popular she is. I'm worried about her, though. Yeah. I'm worried I mean, about her. Hopefully she is She's, staying out of the dark side of the entertainment industry. So. Because, I mean, we saw like a billboard or something. Yeah, and she, she just, looked ooh. rough. She yeah. looked out of it. Uh, so hopefully all is well with her and her team. Uh Keep her safe. Keep her well maintained. Uh, but She's killing it though. She is. I mean, exactly, exactly. Her album "When We All Sleep, Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go" is the number one vinyl album sales. So that's pretty. Cool. I love vinyl. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> um, and the top radio song this week is Khaled's "Talks." I believe this one has been at this same spot for five straight weeks. Wow. Now. Yeah. Wow. So it's rocking and rolling. Good for him. Uh, the number one artist this week is Billie Eilish. She's mm, back up yeah, yeah. because of her album. Um, and then we have to go to top digital album sales, top streaming album sales, and Billboard Top 200 album. It goes to the compilation album Dreamville and J. Cole's Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Now, I love when rappers do this. They put uh, newer up-and-coming artists underneath them, underneath their label, and they do a collaborative yeah. album because it just it lets so many more people hear them and hear their talent and hear what they got because a lot of these people under the label, like 
you might not know who they are. Yeah. So it's really cool. And uh, Middle Child was also released under this album, and that was that huge single that J. Cole did. So there you go. I'm really happy for that. And <laughs> by no surprise, top streaming song, the top digital song sales, and the Hot 100 for the 14th week in a mm. row is Little Nas X Old Town Road. It's still there, guys. I believe one more week and it'll be he tied. takes down Kiki? <laughs> well, I think it'll be tied with Kiki. Okay, all right. Yeah, but, I mean, two weeks, that's not long. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They keep remaking this shit with different people. I don't know yeah. if you saw Gordon Ramsay did a yeah, remix of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's I, definitely one of those that they're having fun with. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> without doubt. Lie. Without doubt. You're seeing it, hearing it everywhere. It, it, it's crazy. It really is. Uh, Whitney Houston. Yeah. made a return to the charts yeah, like man. what yeah she did how she, crazy is that i know she was on a feature with uh someone else used some uh old recordings yep and, that she had recorded yeah, way back and yeah. uh yeah was supposed to be released on an album they decided not to but mm-hmm. they kind of did a remix and put it out there so if you're a whitney fan mm-hmm. you know Go maybe check get, it out. maybe getting some music exactly you know? exactly well, anyway, guys, thank you for coming and getting crazy with us this week on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, episode 75. It's been a lot of fun talking all of this industry shit. You know we love doing this stuff. Make sure to follow us all on social media. Make sure to follow the company on social media at Crazy Ant Media. And make sure to follow us both in- individually because we got some opinions on some shit. Um, my, no. <laughs> no, never, never. Myself at JLo Fantastic all over social media and Crazy Ant Guy 1970 all yes. over social media. That's right. That's right. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, all those good places. It's so fun. So fun. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, Anchor. And we are now on iHeartRadio. That's right. Yeah. iHeartRadio. Hell yeah. We're everywhere. Exactly. I mean, it's true. We're exactly. Everywhere. Exactly. Make sure to visit our website as well, Crazy media.com and we're working on reinventing that a little bit we like to touch it up every once in a while every like few months so make sure to stay tuned for that make sure to check it out every once in a while click on it at least once a week i mean come on guys you know we love you (laughs) and make sure to check out our visual society website where we put all of our amazing photography prints on there you can get prints canvases stuff for your office they're all look so professional that website URL is crazyantmedia.visualsociety.com. I mean, we're all pretty good photographers. I mean, honestly. I'm just saying. Honestly. You know, it's all like some good pics. Exactly, exactly. And links to that will be on our website soon once we work everything out. And make sure to go to our shirt website, shop.shirt or shop.spreadshirt.com slash crazy dash ant dash media. Because we just have some crazy gear that we're going to be rocking here soon. And it is available now for you guys to purchase because it just looks so good. Yeah, honestly. who doesn't want to dress like an ant? Exactly. Like, like, come on, you, you can be crazy. You, you can wear bonk. Exactly. It just every, I mean, and there's something for everybody. Exactly. Like literally. Like exactly. you like t-shirts, you like sweatshirts, you like just whatever you and like. We got beach we got bags. Beach bags. And like, we're looking into uh, stickers. We're looking into buttons. We're looking into a whole bunch absolutely. of shit. And you know what those beach bags are great for? If you guys are out there and, and, and you're worried about the environment and all that kind of stuff, they make great shopping bags. They do. You know, really you're sick and tired of paying that 10 cents a bag and yeah, getting yeah, 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 bring, yeah. bring you a bonk crazy ant bag in there and you'd be good to go i'm just exactly, saying exactly <laughs> you know who probably doesn't pay 10 cents for a grocery bag <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know i'm pretty sure doesn't. no oh, oh, bro. Bro.